however dark and scary the world might be right now, there will be light. There will be light, Rose. I'm your host, Rob Logan, and Anna is in the studio with me this week. Hello. Hello. As we get started, I do want to offer a quick thank you to another podcast, uh, to podcaster Mark Hershon of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. It is a comedy podcast about comedy podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I hurting your brain yet? My brain hurts. <laughs> But uh, Mark has featured us many times. What he does a lot, he'll have interviews of his own on the show, but he also likes to clip little pieces of different episodes and put them in his show. And he has played clips that I've sent in as well as uh, he's gone in himself and taken clips from our show and played them as well, too. Always asking, of course. Um, and he just highlighted a clip from our 200th episode celebrating the fact that we hit 200 episodes. Nice. So I do want to thank uh, Mark and the Succotash comedy podcast podcast if you want to find them you can search for succotash on itunes and check them out so let's hop in to the geek outs yay what do you got this week um i'm excited for new york comic-con i am too it's like two weeks away yes at the time that we're recording this yes. about two weeks so excited yeah I haven't even looked at the schedule yet and i'm excited yeah we're gonna be there friday through sunday for anybody that's looking for us and it's right now going to be uh, myself, you, Mikey, and Volpe is currently on the fence because some stuff came up. Uh-uh. Yeah, but hopefully he will be joining us as well. It could be the first year that all four of us are there. That would be, be very excellent. exciting. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. Very excited. Anything in particular that you're excited for? Is for have you looked at the guest list or anything like that? Um, I did. I don't really remember. Um, I'm mostly just excited for like the whole interview thing was really exciting for me last year. It mm-hmm. was the first time we did that. Also, like just having a weekend away. Yeah, that's nice. Getting away is very <laughs> getting good. Away, yeah, getting away is great. Um, so I I really do have to sit down and make my schedule because I'm sure there's stuff on there that I'm gonna have to make sure that I definitely don't miss. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna try. I mean, I think I'm really excited because we're going Friday this year. Yeah. Because last year a lot of the stuff that I wanted to see was Friday and we missed it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that Friday is a pretty popular day I as far so as too. stuff that's going on. So we have a a much better likelihood of getting to see everything that we really wanted to see. So I'm I'm excited about the three day show the two interviews that i'm working on lining up right now would both be on friday yeah so yeah so there's definitely good important stuff then also they just announced i don't know if you saw this this is a recent announcement the entire cast of star trek the next generation will be there really available for autographs oh, everyone except for will wheaton oh okay everyone else will be there uh so patrick stewart jonathan frakes nice. lavar burton michael dorn gates mcfadden marina certis wow and brent spiner that's exciting all there that's crazy so i'm i'm torn a little bit 
You have I, to get Jordy's. See, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. I backed his Kickstarter oh. to get an autographed picture from him. Uh-huh. So I have one coming already. But then the other part of me is like, I have to meet LeVar Burton. You do. You have to meet him. And also, I bet you the one that you're getting is going to be Reading Rainbow themed. It's where not. I got, to pick, not? I got oh, to pick the shop. Oh, all right. It's, it's all Jordy. Right. But... It doesn't matter. I'm like, I don't care if I have to pay again. Right. I have. I don't pay. But if you remember, if you already have, the, because I followed you up with Patrick Stewart, remember? And I said, mm-hmm. if I just, can I say hello for free? And they said, yes. True. So you can wait in line and talk to him without having to pay money, I bet, and not get the autograph. And I, I like autographs and everything, but it's more what the autograph represents because most, right. almost everyone I have is because I met that person. Right. There are some I have that I did not, but for the most part... It is a memento of the time I got to meet that person. So right. the autograph I get there will be worth more to me than the one I have coming in the mail. I don't know, though, because you'll have you'll know that you did meet him and then you'll also have the signature. So yeah. I don't really think mm, I, I don't think you'd have to. I don't know. Yeah. But you could definitely have to meet him. So my goal, I mean, I already have Patrick Stewart. So that's done. Yep. Uh, I definitely have to get LeVar yep. and I have to get Brent Spiner. Yeah. So those two at least, but my temptation is all, which would not be possible. (laughs) That would take a whole day. I think it would. We'd be like, bye, Rob. I know. I think it really would. Yeah. But that would be absolutely amazing. And you know there's going to be people that bring like a poster and try to hit every line. Right. To get everyone. Right. And then Wheaton does so many cons, they'll probably catch up with him somewhere. Right. Too, but that's pretty awesome. They are also doing that weekend uh, I forget where, but it's a separate ticket. They're doing a sit-down evening with the entire cast Ooh. being interviewed by William Shatner. Oh, wait, 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 what's that? Where's that? Where's, can we go it's to that? It's in New Where York. I think it's like... <laughs> we can make it, huh? I think it's like a $50 separate ticket. But if we can That's get them... It. If we can get them, would you want to go? Yeah. Because I kind of want to, too. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> okay. I would. We'll look That'd into that. That'd be worth $50. Yeah. Just to see all of them, including yes. William Shatner. Yes. I'd just be like, Bleh. I think it would be phenomenal. Yeah, that would. Okay. 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 We'll look into that after nice. after we're done recording. That's exciting. And it's I'm not even exciting. like an old school Star Trek fan. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think the one time in my life where I was starstruck mm-hmm. was Patrick Story. Me, too. I was like, uh, buh, buh. like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. He's a knight. Yeah. And the way, and he smiled at me and I'm like, uh, buh, 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 buh. like, I'm like, I yeah. want to say something intelligent, <laughs> but nothing intelligent is coming up. It's not and possible. It was like, it was like Wayne's world. I just wanted to be like, I'm not worthy to look at this man. Yes. Like, he's like. He's Patrick Stewart. He's Patrick Stewart. God like, damn it. Oh, my God. Did you see his um, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge video? Uh, yes. Yes, so I did. Good. See, a lot of people got grumpy at people that did creative things like that. I'm like, no, he's come on. He's still donating. Shut up. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No, his was wonderful. Yeah. But he's he's wonderful. He, he is. Oh, oh, my God. I, I really was totally blown away. I'm like, I can't even look at you. Like, yeah. I can't even look at you. You're not. <laughs> I'm not on the same plane of existence as you are. Like, I can't. See, I'm wondering oh, if I should be a super geek. And wear my Geordie shirt when I go meet. Oh, my Geordie shirt when I go meet Lavar. Do you have any idea how many like more nerdy people there are? They'll be in uniform. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean that's nothing. That's nothing. Um, Like when it comes to 
I, like I have to meet him one way or the other because it is my favorite show of all time. It is my favorite character on my favorite show of all time. Right. right. And then you throw like all the reading rainbow stuff on top of that. Right. I just want to be like, you are. <laughs> He's pretty great. So iconic in my life. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <sighs> and he's so fucking cool beyond cool. that. Like, I've heard him on so many podcasts. Yeah. And if if I know it's probably not going to happen, but if he did a bumper for this show, oh, I would shit myself right there in front of him. Amazing. And it would be embarrassing, that but it would, would be. That would be fantastic. It would be epic. You know what would be cool? Not that it's like blackmail, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> If we could somehow get um, our audience to help with his Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And well, it's if done. We, oh, at damn. Because I was like, if we could keep some kind of a record for that, you could at least tell him, you know, me and my show and my backers have donated X right. amount of money to your cause. And then maybe he'd be a little more inclined to help you out. Mm-hmm. But damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was being really smart. Oh, no. There, there are ways to do stuff like that. Like, uh, I know you listen to Nerdist, too, and they sent the typewriter to Tom Hanks because they know he collects typewriters with a typed out message asking him to do the podcast. Yeah. Like, creative stuff like that. Yeah. I feel I'm going to have to get into eventually to start yeah. getting some of these people. Yeah. But uh, I'm so super excited. That's to, awesome. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Oh, it's, uh, That's so cool. Now, my other hang up for New York right now is that, A, am I going to be Batman one day? Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. And B, which day? Right. Because for me, my original thought was, yeah, I want to dress up for one day. Yeah. But I also have all the press stuff to do, too. Right. You have a job to do. Right. And I don't necessarily want to be Batman interviewing Sarah Chalk, although (laughs) it would make me more memorable. It would. Well, you'll have to actually get your schedule together and then make a decision. Because if we find Sunday, we've got absolutely nothing to do before we leave. We usually leave halfway through the day anyway to go home. So if you find that Sunday, there's really nothing on the schedule, then bring it. See, my hang up with Sunday is then where do I go change afterwards before we go home? Because the hotel we would have already checked out of and everything. Well, there's got to be somewhere. Yeah. We actually have a really nice bathroom with press passes. That's true. Yeah. We I have just a, have we to have bring nice the bag because it's a lot of stuff. Right. But it's like I have a rolling like luggage carry on uh, that it fills. Yeah. It yeah. is a lot of stuff. Can you keep, do they have like um bag check? They like a oh check? maybe you can probably leave a rolling suitcase at That's the convention center and then I mean it's just not yet because honestly you dressing up I'm I'm considering dressing up if you're going to anyway and we're not going to get any stuff done because yep. I do have a costume I could wear I'm not 100% on it even if you do or don't but yeah. I figure if you are we're not really doing anything else right so I might as well dress up too so that's you know Right. Yeah. I, too, want to respect that you guys are going to be there because learning from going to San Diego with Roger and Kane, learn that when one person is in costume and the others are not, it can be a lot of we're walking around, but then people are constantly stopping me and you guys are moving off to the side. And right. that could get obnoxious for you. And I don't want to do that to people that are with me either. Right. Um, I know. I don't know. I mean, we're running really short on time because it's only two weeks away. But yeah, um, my costume would be Zool. Yeah. Because I have a Zool costume. Yeah. Um, so if Mikey or Mike wanted to be a Ghostbuster, like we would match. Right. You know. So I don't know if they could get together a costume that And quickly. I could just wear a proton pack as Batman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which would actually be kind of cool. Be like, what? I joined their team. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be a Ghostbuster? Right. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Right. 
So I don't know. We'll figure that out, I guess, as we're moving along. Um, I'm sure Mikey wouldn't care because he would just take pictures of everything anyway. Right. That's as true. As he does. That's true. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to New exciting. York Comic Con. Very so exciting. exciting. Any other geek outs? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's gorgeous. It is. It's September 25th. 7th as 7th? we're recording. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. I had a rough week. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> It's really warm out. It's like 75 degrees outside mm-hmm. and gorgeous and awesome. So that's all good. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I got to ride my bike today. So it was good. Oh, cool. Yeah. I thought I heard the bike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my first geek out is America's Got Talent, which is over. I know. Is it a geek out because it's over? I don't no, have to no. watch this crap anymore. <laughs> Yay. No, I actually do enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I fast forward through a lot of stuff because I just want to see like the performances. I don't need the backstory on every character every time because mm-hmm. they always do it over and over again. So even though it's like a two hour show most of the time, I watch that in maybe 45 minutes. And then the uh, result show is always an hour, but the majority of it is performances. Mm. Like the actual eliminations take. 15 minutes and five commercial breaks right (laughs) so i get through that super fast too so it doesn't take me nearly as long to watch as other people Mm -hmm. uh but for the first time not the first time but since i this is the third year i've watched because this is the third year that howard's been a judge and which is why i watch uh they actually had and spoiler alerts for people it's a live show i mean what the hell do you want (laughs) um the season nine winner was a magician the first time a magician's won, and a guy named matt franco who was the one that I was rooting for when it came down to the final six. It's really hard to root for somebody until it gets to a certain point because America is so unpredictable and idiotic. Yeah. yeah, That you never know which direction they're going to go. But I was actually very happy. There was a, there was a guy in the top six, this guy, a guy named or kid named Miguel Dakota, who all the girls were cheering for because he was good looking uh, and he was a singer. But he wasn't a particularly good one. Mm. The only reason he made it into the top six, at least, is because of his appeal to the younger female demographic. And I was happy that that he was kicked out first out of those six. I expected it to come down to like him and the whoever would win. Right. But fortunately, because it is kind of a younger female demographic show. Which is why wise. Rob watches it. Oh, of course. <laughs> he fits. Girl. He fits right in with that demographic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But I, uh, I was finally happy with the, the winner of it. So, so that's cool. Gotham, I watched the first episode was this week and it is a really good start. Good. I'm very happy with it. Cool. The show itself received eight million viewers. Wow. So for these modern days of television is quite good. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that would draw more people in than like Arrow. Because a lot of people don't know that character, right, but right. like everybody loves Batman. And even though we're not necessarily getting Batman. Yeah, but it's the same. We're in his world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And that's just where I want to live all the time. <laughs> all the time. In that really dark black place called Gotham City. <laughs> yeah. 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 Part of me is a teenage girl and the other part is like mopey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kid. <laughs> Which is why it's amazing that you and I are friends. <laughs> Because we should not be in any way whatsoever. No, no. Uh, my other geek out and last one, aside from New York Comic Con, which we already talked about, was just like one of those like serendipitous moments that happened recently mm-hmm. that I just wrote down immediately because I was like, what the frig? Um, this is back on September 13th. On that night, I was listening to an episode of Pete Holmes' show, the mm-hmm. uh, You Made It Weird mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, and it was an episode from 2013. 
Like I'm way behind on that one. It's too hard to listen. It's it long. Really His episodes yeah. are like two to three hours long. Yeah. So it's taking me a long time to catch up. And I listen to so many podcasts anyway. Yeah. So coincidentally, on September 13th, I'm listening to a show from last year. Not on any particular date. I'm just listening to it. Um, him and Jeff Garland talking. And they were talking about Roald Dahl, specifically Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. So that made me think about uh, my favorite book of Roald Dahl's, which is Boy, mm -hmm. which is his autobiography. Mm -hmm. I read it when I was really young, and he's always been one of my favorite, if not my favorite authors. Yeah, me too. And I remembered that book, and I remember one particular story that he told in it about his tonsils being removed, mm -hmm. where they like cut the top of his mouth and just let him fall out and like plop in a bucket and he saw all the blood and everything <laughs> and they didn't give like anesthetic at that time or anything oh and it was a terrifying story so i posted a status on facebook just because i thought of it and i wrote terrifying childhood memory reading about Roald doll having his tonsils removed in the book boy mm -hmm. i wrote that and as soon as i posted it it said Roald doll trending above my status and i was like why yeah what the hell that's random. Uh -huh. Like, why would he, this thing that I was thinking of, all these random connections just kind of fit in. So I click on the name as you can when something is trending and see why. Turns out September 13th would have been Roald Dahl's 88th birthday. Wow. That's like, crazy. Like from A to B to C. That's crazy. All tying in together. Right. And I had no idea. It, there was nothing. People say that you subconsciously get these ideas. Right. And that's what makes serendipity like kind of happen. Right. But the fact that I why would you know when his birthday was? You right. wouldn't. You I wouldn't, wouldn't know when his birthday is. I wouldn't have seen that anywhere on the internet because I would have known. Right. I, I don't see like subconscious things on the internet. I'm right. sure uh, whatever people could probably argue against me, but uh, I, I don't know. I just fucking love those yeah, that's little cool. moments that the universe like pulls together, and that's when I'm like, there's bigger stuff than <laughs> us. Like I love those moments because those are the 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 magic moments in life for me like people always criticize me because i still believe in the magic of christmas quote unquote i still act like a little kid around christmas time and i still love the magic of the holiday december and leading up to christmas still feels different to me because it's a magic time of the year i know most people are like fuck the holidays and everything and that's fine for me it still feels like magic <laughs> and these little things feel like Christmas. To me. <laughs> it's like little pieces of Christmas throughout the year. That's pretty I, I just fucking love it. It's That's so great. Neat. Yeah. And Roald Dahl just makes you smile anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. read Matilda like five or six times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just keep reading. It's one of those things because they're like a kid's book. So they're so fast. Yep. You know, you can read them so quickly that like if I'm in between books, you know, I'll just grab that one off my. I keep it. I have it, you know, with me all the time and yeah. I'll grab it off the shelf and read it in one or two sittings. So that and witches. Yeah. Read oh, that yeah. one over and over again. Which is too. great. Yeah. yeah. That was a good movie. I don't think I've seen the movie. Oh, it was good. See, this is weird too, because knowing me and always preferring to see the movie. Yeah. Because I was more of a reader when I was a kid, partially yeah. because I had to be. Yeah. Uh, I think my parents had made us for a while, like we had to read for a half hour before bed yeah. every night, and I got in the habit of it. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of books I read that way. But all of Roald Dahl's books, I think I've read, I've read pretty much all of them. But I have not seen many of the movies. Aside from Willy Wonka, I don't think I've seen any others based on his books. Um, I saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and I saw um, 
The Witches. I saw bits and pieces of Matilda and it was horrible. And like I said, that's my favorite one. So I was like, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. Like, I can't go there. Yeah. <laughs> they need to reboot. Like, Tim Burton needs to make that movie. Yeah. Like, he, it needs to be darker and more twisted. Like, of, see, for him, it, it makes sense. Yeah. His world is weird. It's not like, I mean, it's a kid's book, but it's not like a cheery kid's book. Mm-hmm. It's a dark Book, and it needs to be done as a dark movie and the movie like the trailers and the bits and pieces I saw of it made it all like sparkly and yeah. fun and yeah. it's not sparkly and fun <laughs> it needs to be done better they need to make a movie with the tone of someone having his tonsils just cut right. out from the top exactly. of his mouth and the witches was like that the witches was dark and scary and yeah. awesome yeah. And, and Angelica Houston as the grand high witch was like fucking perfect yeah. casting like she was unbelievably terrifying cool. oh you got to see that movie it was a great movie i'll check it out very 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 subtle changes from the book as there always are mm-hmm. but pretty much right on target with the book mm-hmm. yeah really good good stuff all right freakouts oh freak out <laughs> I, for, I forgot about that it yeah, scared me it happens <laughs> he, he scared me um all right my first one People are going to hate me so much. Breaking Bad. Oh. I don't get it. Really? I don't get it. I still have yet to see any of it. My sister loves it. She's seen it through twice. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody I've ever talked to loves it. Not loving it. How much did you watch? Uh, I'm almost through season two. So oh. all of season one and most of season two. So what kept you pushing through season one then? If Because people swear by it. So yeah. I'm like, I must be wrong. <laughs> like, So <laughs> I just, I mean, me and Mike just kept watching it and kept watching it. And we finally gave up. I don't know that we won't finish it someday. Mm-hmm. But we've been watching The Twilight Zone instead, the old one from yeah. like 1959, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. Hmm. There are things about it that are good. I mean, okay. I, I could have like an intelligent conversation with someone about it and about its themes and about its irony and about like it is well written as far as like how things are going. But it's fucking boring. It's yeah. boring. It's so <laughs> boring. Entire episodes go by where nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens wow and you're just like okay they're having the same argument they had last week they're doing the same thing they did last week Mm. we're talking about the same thing as we were talking about last week like it entire episodes will go that way and i don't know if people forget that because they watched it week to week i was just thinking that yeah but when you're binge watching it it's just like hours of my life going by where there's no progress there's just no progress and I asked my sister, because I said, you know, I know some shows can start off slow. So mm-hmm. I said, when does Breaking Bad start to get good? And she's like, what are you talking about? I was hooked from the first episode. And I'm like, uh, wow. okay, so what am I missing? <laughs> like, And I, it's hard for me to give up on a show. I mean, mm. I watched like a lot of Deep Space Nine that I wish I hadn't watched. <laughs> and I, like, I finally gave up on that one. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not sure if we've permanently given up on this, but we've definitely taken a hiatus because it was just not going anywhere. It's just... I'm not really that into drama. Mm. I don't know if that's it. But like, I didn't think geeky people like us were. And it's so big in our community. Yeah. So that's why I think I'm getting confused. Because it's like, if my aunt watches it, she watches like Downton Abbey too. Like, whatever. Like, you like it. That's cool. But like, people that I usually share an opinion with, Mm -hmm. I'm completely off the scale on this one. And I'm like, so perplexed by it. Is it as heavy and depressing as I've heard? It's pretty heavy and depressing. Yeah. Um... Which I'm also not into. 
It's, uh, you know, a lot of crime, which I'm not into, mm-hmm. but it's not even that because I like action. Like there was one, I'm not going to give you any spoilers because you haven't seen it, but yeah. like there's one point in the later half of season one that gets pretty intense and some shit goes down and like mm-hmm. then me and Mike were like, yeah, yeah, shit going down. Cool. Yeah. And then like four episodes of like flat shit nonsense, like just nothingness. Yeah. It's like. There's these little tiny oasises in the middle of these deserts. And, like, I can't get through the deserts. So I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. And I also don't care about any of the characters. I like the son. That's about it. Wow. Don't like the main character. I'm sorry, but he's an asshole. Don't See, like this, him. This is my wonder with watching it, too, because I like a hero. Yeah. So having someone who I believe has villainous tendencies and is he's definitely an anti-hero right definitely i'm wondering if i'm even gonna like this guy right i don't like him i think he's a jackass and i can't watch something where i can't root for the main character right right and that's kind of where i'm at don't like him don't like his wife don't like his brother-in-law don't like his sister-in-law don't like i don't like anybody in this show except for his son his son's cool that's it but he's not like in it that much right and it's kind of I don't know. I mean, I guess like my sister talked about like two characters I haven't met yet that are really cool. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I got a lot of shit to watch. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff right. out there. Right. When we're so flooded with media, it right. takes a lot to say, yeah, I'm going to sit down and devote my time to this one. Right. And we really want to get into Dexter. And I'm like, I can just kind of already tell I'm going to like Dexter better. Like right. just based on my personality and based on what it's about. You're going to like Dexter. Yeah. yeah. And he's, you know, sort of an anti-hero too. I mean, he's a murderer. But like, yeah, I just I don't get it. Like, and I keep asking people to explain to me because I'm not trying to shit all over it. Don't get me wrong. That's why I said people are going to hate me for saying this. Right. I'm not trying to shit all over the show. I can see in the ways that it's good. Like I said, it's well written and it's got these plots that all tie together and all these. It's quite brilliant in the way that it makes you think about this and this mm-hmm. and that. But that's not enough for me. Like, yeah. I need it to move itself forward and it's not moving itself forward. That's so, a bummer. Yeah. So I'm really like. Oh, come on like and i just feel like so isolated because i'm the only one that thinks this way like i can't google it and find somebody that doesn't like the show right like everybody likes this show so i'm like what's wrong with me right right like, i don't understand i keep wanting to give it a chance but it, what i've heard about it just keeps weighing on and, me itself and that's what i said initially too because i was talking to sarah about it and i'm like i don't think i'm gonna like this show mm. I'm like, just based on what I know about it, like, I don't think I'm going to like it. And she's like, no, it's amazing. You are. You will. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I can just kind of tell. Like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with me just really not being into drama. Mm-hmm. I don't watch drama movies. I watch action comedy. I want to feel some kind of heightened happy feeling. I yeah. don't like being sad. Real life is sad. <laughs> I don't need no honestly like not to get too depressing but like the the main character has lung cancer mm-hmm. and my husband's father just died of lung cancer right so watching him cough blood into a toilet is like a little too close to home for me sure, like I don't want to sure. wa- I did that we did that we watched that in real life and it sucks yeah I don't need to watch that on TV like I want to watch happy endings on absolutely TV, you know yeah so anyway anyway any others and my kitty's really sick yeah my cat's like really sick she's in renal failure yeah. so her kidneys are failing so she's in a hospital she went wednesday she she was acting funny like monday and then tuesday morning and mike had the week off so he was texting me from work and he's like she's acting really weird she stopped eating mm-hmm. she was like laying on the window 
like like on the glass. Okay. Like just being, I'm like, I know my cat. She's six years old. I've had her since she was three quarters of a pound. Like she's just being weird. Yeah. So I told him I was at work and I was like, if you're really worried about her, just we'll go to the vet, which is within walking distance of my work. So he drove her from home and I met him over there. And they're like, well, it could be a million different things. You know, we're not sure whatever. So they took her blood and they're like, we'll call you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So they called me Wednesday at work at around three o'clock. And they told me, like, if you don't bring her to a clinic tonight, she's going to die. Oh, and I was like at work, (laughs) 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 which sucked. So I like come walking in the actually I was fine while I was talking to the doctor. And then I called Mike to give him the news. And that's when I just like totally lost it. Yeah. Lost it, lost it. And like, I know it's just a cat, guys. Like, I know. Okay. But look, you're preaching to the choir. I know. But like, and I'm not even a cat person. I never liked cats until she came along. She, Mm -hmm. she totally chose me. She crawled out from under an abandoned boat and sat on my foot and looked at me and said, meow. Right. And I looked at Mike. This Which was might have been like, take <laughs> me with you. It was. She yeah. she chose me. I did not chose her. She chose me. And she wanted to be rescued. She mm. was like, I'm not fucking living outside. She was like, <laughs> I'm not. Because all of her siblings like ran off into the woods and were like hissing at me. Yeah. And she, like I said, she weighed three quarters of a pound. She mm. was like the size of a potato. Like she was so small. Yeah. And she cr- sat on my foot and said meow to me. And I'm like, I looked at Mike and I went, oh, fuck, we got a cat, didn't we? <laughs> I was like, shit. Because I'm like, I hate cats. Cats. My cats suck. They're awful. Yeah. And um, so we brought her home and assumed she was going to die immediately because she was so tiny. And right. she was like covered in fleas and her eye was glued shut. Oh. She was like the most pathetic little thing. But like I'm an animal person. So like regardless of what kind of animal it is, I feel like obligated to at least try. Sure. So and she was just awesome. Like my dogs raised her. So she comes when she's called. She comes to the door when yeah. I come home. She answers if you say and her name is Zool. Yeah. <laughs> and if you so say. So she's a cat that thinks she's a dog. Whereas I had uh, my brother's dog thought it was a cat right. because it was raised by cats right yeah. exactly and um so if you say if you look at her and you go zool she looks at you and she goes meow like yeah. <laughs> she's like the coolest cat ever <laughs> meow. <laughs> meow. she does she talks to you if you talk back like if you talk to her she talks back she's just the best cat ever and i can like put her on her back and cut all of her nails mm-hmm. and she rides in the car with no crate i just throw her wow. in the car and she like looks out the window and like hangs out like we never put her she doesn't have a crate she doesn't have one like you get to the animal hospital and you just like plop her on the counter and you're like (laughs) we're here like because she's awesome like she's not your typical cat she's awesome yeah so i think the hardest part was it's the decision making yeah because he gave me three options he said she can go to overnight clinic and have her kidneys flushed out over a period of like three to five days which is going to be really really expensive right option two is you can do subcutaneous fluids at home which will just prolong it. Right. Which I don't like that word. Right. I'm not. No, I'm not the crazy cat lady. I'm not like, take my money, keep my cat alive. Like, unless she's going to be happy and normal, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the third was just to put her down like that day. Yeah. So I'm. Which is such a hard thing. Right. So this is what I'm like. Oh, my God. Like this. I think that's why I cried so hard because I just didn't want to. I'm like, uh, how do you make that decision? Like, and I don't think, you know, a lot of people are like, that's really expensive and it's just a cat. But how do you put a dollar amount on it? Mm Is $300 too much? Right. Is $500 too much? Is $1,000 too much? Like, where do you literally put a dollar amount on? You can't. So I'm just sitting and go like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, oh my God. So... I couldn't leave. You can't leave work because your cat's sick. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm stuck at work for like 
the following two and a half hours bawling my eyes out like the whole time. So people are walking through my office and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I can't talk to anybody right now. I'm like, you just all have to leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Like I want to finish my job and I want to go home. You know what I mean? Like I was just like devastated. But like I said, you can't be like, I got to go home because my cat's sick. So I'm just stuck at work for like, oh God, it was awful. So I talked to Mike when I got home and that actually made me feel a lot better because like I said, part of the problem was the decision making. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's so hard. Yes. And he said to me, and he's like not that much of an animal person. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tolerates my animals, but he's by no means like if he lived on his own, he wouldn't have any. Right. So he just said to me, he's like, you know what? He's like, we love her. And he said, when you get a pet, you are signing on for the responsibility to care for that. Absolutely. He goes, you can't just put her down and not try. Because as much as it sucks, like being expensive, you signed on for that when we brought her home. Yep. You know, not everybody. And the same thing goes with people who have kids. And you really need to ask yourself before you get pregnant and before you have a kid, am I willing to suffer through the hard times? Mm -hmm. Because your kid's not necessarily going to be healthy. You know, you can have an autistic kid or a diabetic kid or a kid with a peanut allergy. Sure. Like you need to, you know, that's part of what you're signing on for. So the fact that he was on board with me made me feel a lot better mm-hmm. because he's not a sappy guy. Right. You know what I mean? But he said, we, you know, we got to at least try. So we drove her to the overnight clinic Wednesday night and uh, she's been on fluids and they call me every day to let me know how she's doing. And she is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, her levels have been going down a little bit every day. Um, and they just, they call me every morning to let me know that. And she's eating, which is really good. Good. Um, the problem is they don't know how much permanent damage her kidneys took. Okay. So the maintenance program is sort of where we're going to get a little bit hairy because mm-hmm. she could need her do fluids at home every week mm-hmm. or every three days, or it could be daily. Mm. You don't, we don't know how bad damage she sustained basically so that's what's now we're sort of like okay she's going to survive she's thriving at the hospital Mm -hmm. on iv fluids but we don't really know how she's going to be when she gets back home Mm -hmm. and again it's like that decision like we're i know another um uh, my cousin's cat's the same thing and he gets fluids daily which is hard to you can't go anywhere yeah i mean you know for more than 24 hours right you can go somewhere overnight but you have to have somebody there the next day to do it so that's going to be hard. I'm hoping that's like worst case scenario is that right, it's daily. Right. I'm like, if it's like once a week, I can handle that. Right. Um, but it's really going to come down to how happy she is. Yeah. Like if I feel like she's sick, I'll just put her down. But if she's like he said that his cat with the same thing is like eating and purry and cuddly and right. jumps around right. and is playing and okay, that's fine. Well, quality of life. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's all about quality of life. I'm not like a psycho that's just going to be like, keep it alive as long as possible. Yeah. Because like, that's just horrible. So well, like the last week I had Garfi, it was, um, and for people that don't know, Garfi was my cat. <laughs> that was a pretty cool cat um, too. Was my baby. And like three or four years ago, uh, we had to put her down, but the last week of her life, I, I it is like the decision is never easy. No. Uh, but I feel like mine maybe was a little easier because they were like, her blood is acidic. Yeah. She might last another few weeks. Yeah. And and she'll suffer the whole time. Right. She'll be sick. Like she stayed under my parents' porch the entire week before. Yeah. It, yeah. So it was, it was awful. Yeah. But, ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, we we got past the first hurdle. You know, she made it through the night and her, her blood levels are improving, but I don't really know how she's going to do long term. Yeah. 
So it sucks because she's she's my baby girl. And she's like my favorite. I mean, not that I don't love all my pets, but I'm like, (laughs) why her? Like, why the cat sucks? Like, why is she sick? Like, and I've always said that she's my favorite because she's the only one that doesn't cause me any stress Mm -hmm. because my dogs are very high maintenance animal. They're insane. One of them has um, separation anxiety and the other one is just not well trained. Cats are always lower maintenance. Not, no, <laughs> no, because Gozer, my other cat, oh. the three-legged cat is psychotic. Oh. He chews everything. I can't leave my sponges out. He pulls the sponge off the kitchen counter and shreds it. Oh, my God. So I'll wake up in the morning and there'll be a sponge all over the kitchen floor. <laughs> um, he's also has separation anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed to, like, leave his side. He has food aggression, which means I have to feed him in the bathroom. Good Lord. Yeah, he's psychotic. Like, he causes me tons of stress. And my dogs cause me tons of stress. And I was always like, Zool's the best. Like just she to, just, just like, to make note for the audience, your cats are named Zool and Goza. Yes, my just, cats are named Zool and Goza. Just so they're Goza. aware of that. Yes, exactly. Um, so, and it's really funny when I go to the vet because people either notice or don't notice. Hmm. Like people go, Zool, um, so how do you pronounce that? And yeah. I'm like, you're not cool. Sorry, <laughs> you're not in the club. If you don't know how to pronounce that and you don't giggle when you say it, yeah. then you're not in the club. But yeah, she's like... She was the least maintenance of my animals. And now she, and it's funny because they say pets add 10 years to your life Mm -hmm. because you're supposed to lower your stress levels. Like holding a purring cat is supposed to lower your blood pressure. Yep. All of my animals combined have taken at least 40 years <laughs> off of my life. Like, I I'm like, why? It's not supposed to be this hard. Right, right. Like, I'll be like walking and there's like some guy walking his lab down the beach. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> why are my animals like all insane? Like, it doesn't make they any sense. They have it so easy. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm like, and she was. She was just the least maintenance, like nothing cat. Bring her, like I said, throw her in the car. Yeah. Loose. I mean, totally awesome. I'm like, and now she's going to need like fluids every day for the rest of her life. And she's on, they informed me this morning, blood pressure medication because kidney kidney problems can lead to blood pressure problems. So they did her blood pressure last night and it was too high. So now, and she said that that is probably long term. So she's probably going to be on blood pressure medication for the rest of her life. Fun, fun. (sighs) So it sucks. So it's all still up in the air. And I keep having people text me and ask me how she's doing. And I'm like, can you stop it? Because I'm going to cry again. Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm like Crying not to think no. about it. I mean, my my mom called. She's like, you know, I hate cats, but your cat's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know. And then my friend Andy, who's a police officer, and he's like six foot two, like loves my cat. <laughs> so he texted me a sad face the other day. And he's like, what's the prognosis? And I'm yeah. like, blah. those aren't even words i'm just going i'm like texting like this is the noises coming out of my face so he's like she was my pal i'm like i know she was your pal so it just sucks and then my mom's and my sister's like of all the shitty ass cats the cats that scratch people that attack children that like (laughs) won't let you cut their nails that like are horrible at the vet that shit in the car like of all the crappy terrible awful mean nasty cats in the world she's like why does school have to get sick like oh it sucks you're kind of killing my whole serendipity I know. theory. <laughs> well, when you were saying that, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm going to shoot this down because we were talking about this at work, too, because 
this one lady left and then a girl from up in the factory replaced her job in the office and yeah. she's like a lot happier now and I was I said you know everything happens for a reason oh and I don't then, believe that and then all. I said no it doesn't yeah. <laughs> I'm like it to- like it does I think a lot like in most things you can try to find meaning behind mm-hmm. it except for when kids or pets are sick mm-hmm. there's no reason for that like there can't be a reason why children get cancer right Right. I don't care how fucking religious oh, I don't, you are. I don't like, think everything happens for a reason. I no. just think every now and then energies align. Right. That's right. all. Exactly. That's all. Yeah. Once in a while it does, but like not everything happens for a reason. Because I think just when it comes to like kids and pets, it's like there's no reason. Absolutely. There can't be. There no. cannot be a reason no. No. why the best cat ever would get sick spontaneously. Like, oh, it sucks so bad. You want me to change the subject? Yeah, you can do your freaks out. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. <laughs> Um, man, everything I say now is going to seem just <laughs> like, so they stopped selling those potato chips that I like. I'll start with my most trivial first, okay. just to completely make myself sound like an asshole. Um, I noticed a design flaw in my laptop that was kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I love my Alienware. It's awesome. But I went to go put in the SD photo card the mm-hmm. other day to read it. And I uh, went for the slot and I missed. And I threw it in the DVD drive which doesn't have a cover on it. Uh-huh. It just has like the brush. Like it's one of those types. It doesn't oh, have yeah. like a pull out tray or yeah, anything. It has, it you has just like put a it rubber in. lip. Yeah. It, and yeah. you eject it. And then it doesn't even have like something that goes over the top. Mm-hmm. It just has like bristles. Yeah. So it has something to come in and out to somewhat cover. So I, in my missing, I just whoop, <laughs> ring the DVD slot. Oops. So I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. So immediately I went online to like look for solutions to this problem. And it ultimately came down to open it up. Yeah, good job, you jackass. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. But I was so like happy that I wasn't the only one right. that had done this. Right. Because I felt like an idiot. Oh, my God. So I I was like, this is going to suck so bad. And it's going to take hours. And I don't want to deal with this because I have work to do. So I flipped it over. And I started taking off a couple screws. And then I heard like the, the bumping of it around in the DVD tray while I was flipping the laptop yeah. over. And I was like. Maybe I can shake it out. Could it be this simple? Maybe. So I shook it a little bit and then I took like a uh, a toothpick and like ran it on the inside because I don't want to damage anything in there either. Right. And then I felt it and I was like, oh, yes. And then <laughs> flick, flick. And then I got it out and I was so nice. happy. I was like, yes. That probably just saved me hours nice. of work. And I don't want to disassemble it. No. Who knows what that's going to do, the warranty or no. anything. But what a design flaw that is. Wow. Like, so now I know I have to look every time and so i don't go throwing <laughs> miscellaneous things miscellaneous and objects in the dvd drive don't throw it in the wrong hole <laughs> hey all right that always causes problems yeah, nobody know. likes that <laughs> so that was fun another thing too and i i had talked about my text messages getting messed up recently in the past yeah, that's, too that was weird i want to tell i want to say that's not an apple problem I don't know. I, I want to say that that's some kind of like just you problem <laughs> because I that makes no sense to me. Like as a iPhone user, yep. when you were talking about that, I'm like, that just doesn't uh, jive. Yeah. Like, I think that's it was like they all gathered together and tucked themselves in a corner unreachable yeah, inside that, the phone. That's not so I don't weird. think that that's like a normal glitch that happens to people yeah like i don't know if you've googled it at all but that doesn't look like something that like i don't think that's like can you could be freaked out at apple for that because i don't think that's i'm just freaked out in general i don't know if it's at anybody in particular right but um another thing happened with my text messages recently where i rebooted my phone just because you should every now and then just in case things get slow or whatever uh so i restarted it not 
as per an update or anything like that. And as soon as I restarted, I got like four or five text messages from a month ago. Oh, jeez. And I was like, what the hell? Oh like my God. one of them was uh, uh, Volpe asking me if I wanted to go to uh, like a Paw Sox game or something. I'm like, now I just feel like an asshole because I, <laughs> I never responded to him. him. He's like, I need to know ASAP. Oh, no. I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> now I just feel like a jerk. Right. But uh, I just got it. Unfortunately, wow. it does say the date that it came in. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just registering this in the system now. There had to be some sort of barrier, like it was just hanging there. Right. So I got a couple from him, and I got one from someone else, and one from another person. I was like, "Wow, what?" The-? So restart your phones every now and then. Yeah, people? yeah, good, <laughs> good idea. Unless that's another just me problem, which it very well could be. Well, that sounds more like your carrier. Yeah, because although it would the carrier be- had received it, and yet I didn't. Well, that's what I mean. So they it. were having trouble getting it from them to you. Like it I went, it what, went from Volpe to your carrier right. with no problem, and then it wouldn't go from the carrier to you. I wonder what restarting the phone would have necessarily done. You I know? don't know. That's crazy. But it also makes me think: what messages have I sent to other people that they haven't gotten? Potentially, it's yeah, a pain in the ass. Well, I usually give them. A, I give them a little bit, but I tend to bug people. Yeah. <laughs> like if I don't hear back, I'm like, hello. Yeah. Hi there. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, if, if after like 24 hours, someone doesn't right. get back to you, they're right. either purposely ignoring you right. or they never got the message. Right. Exactly. And that happens a lot. I don't know if it's a because he has a Samsung and I have an iPhone, mm-hmm. but that happens a lot between me and Mike. Like I will. And it certainly increases. And it the sucks because odds of it messing up. because we live together. Sometimes it's like I'll get the milk. Right. And then like we both come home with gallons of milk and it's like, what the fuck? I said I'd get that. And we're, I didn't get that. And we're both like looking at it for. Guess one of us is doing happening? the milk challenge. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I guess we're making a lot of stuff with milk and we're having milk for breakfast, lunch and dinner. So, yep. yeah. So that happens actually a, quite a bit between me and him, mm. but not with me and my sister. I don't know. That's weird when that happens. It is strange. Uh, one more freak out. And this one is uh, a sadder one as well. I know you're not a Howard Stern listener nope so you probably have no idea who this person is nope uh but eric the actor lynch uh died at 39 years old he was my favorite whack packer on the show you've heard of the whack pack before yeah no okay howard has this like (laughs) motley crew of people that aren't part of his staff but he's almost kind of collected over the years Mm -hmm. that have little eccentricities or weirdnesses to them or whatever so there's one person like high pitch eric He's this guy, Eric. He's like super fat and he has a really, really high pitched voice for a guy. <laughs> okay. So he'll call in. That's interesting because he has a high pitched voice just uh-huh. to like hear how his life is different, things like that. But this uh, other guy, Eric, the actor, was originally called Eric the Midget, but then they stopped using Midget when it became a derogatory term all of a sudden, mm-hmm. even though it was his name for years. Mm. So most people didn't even realize his last name was Lynch. So they just called him Eric the actor. Uh, Howard ended up getting him. He was like three and a half feet tall. Uh, he had all these like problems he was born with. He was confined to a wheelchair pretty much, but he would call every day. And one of the things Howard liked about him the most is that he was <laughs> so ungrateful for everything Howard did for him. Like they <laughs> called him Eric the actor because Howard got him on all these TV shows uh-huh. and he'd have just like little bit parts. He was like on In Plain Sight. Uh, he got a role on Fringe at one point. He got him a role on the show called American Dreams. And now there was also a running joke that every show Eric gets on gets canceled because they all did. <laughs> so that funny. became another thing. When people brought that up, he would get pissed off. He like never thanked Howard for anything. Oh my God. He just wanted more. But there was also the reason Howard liked him. He would lecture him all the time because he was so ungrateful. Mm-hmm. But he also loved him because he was so ungrateful because anyone else in that position 
would be all about their handicap and all about like woe is me and he was just like fuck you i want more (laughs) (laughs) like he was he and he would go toe-to-toe with howard and just argue with him he had outrageous demands on like anything that he ever worked for too which was always very funny uh but they would play all these things on the show uh just little sound clips of him like he had a weird delivery and there was a time like he has a club foot and he called in the show and said i'm club fucking footed you ass wipe and he had that like weird kind of uh tone to his voice where he's almost monotone but they started comparing him to the aliens from mars attacks that would always make like the ack ack noise and they would play it like ack ack like that noise and they would always play that when eric was on the phone and used to piss him off so eventually he said it and they would just start saying that was him saying and they would play that all the time but uh the, the the other thing that i have to do personally with this guy is that a few years ago when he was on fringe i follow Howard's stylist on Twitter, which seems weird, but it's like yeah. his stylist and his best friend. And he also has been a voice on the show. He's almost a character on the show now, too. And he was the host of Geek Time and still is on Howard's channel. So for the past few years, he's been doing a radio show kind of like what we do, but on Howard's channel. So he is a personality as well. He's not just Howard's stylist, this <laughs> guy, Ralph Sorella. And when Eric was on Fringe, he put out a tweet saying, can someone make me a loop of that video of his head exploding because that's what happened to his character they blew up his head which was so funny um so i got the video downloaded and i made the clip so it loops his exploding head like three times and then does a fourth time in slow motion (laughs) so uh, i had made that video i put it up on youtube and i sent it to ralph and i had a back and forth with him about it beforehand and ralph ended up putting it up on his website mentioning it on geek time and shared it with Howard Stern and Jimmy Kimmel. Nice. Who he said watched the video and thought it was funny. Nice. So the fact that I did anything <laughs> right? that Howard Stern and Jimmy Kimmel had eyes on. And enjoyed. Right. Yeah. So nice. again, when I heard that Eric, the actor, had passed away, uh, I reshared that clip and Ralph shared that again on Twitter and everything too. So it was my little tribute to uh, hmm. to him. If people haven't seen that, I will put that YouTube video in the show notes. It's the weirdest episode. death tribute ever. This man passed away. I'm going to show you his head blowing up over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. <laughs> That's just weird. Yes, it is. But in proper Howard Stern oh, uh, fashion. So uh, one of Eric's catchphrases that he used to say all the time when he hung up the phone and then stopped for a while because he realized it became a catchphrase and that pissed him off too for some reason. So we say bye for now to Eric because he is gone. But he was my favorite whackpacker. It's sad that he'll never call him to the show again because he was freaking hysterical every single time. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're well into the show at this point. Should we even take a break? Let's not take a break. I don't need Let's to just take keep break. going. We don't need to take a break. That's fine. Instead of taking a break, I'm going to ask you to uh, support the show if you don't mind doing so. By going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support, that will take you to our Patreon page where you can sign up to become a patron. You can donate money. Uh, you can put in your credit card and it'll give us whatever amount you set every single month automatically. You can cancel it at any time. We're asking for a dollar a month if you want to give more. That is perfectly okay, too. That, again, is thegeekgeneration.com slash support to do so. Let's jump into, then, everybody's favorite show segment, The Smash Up. I just recently rewatched The Incredible Hulk, too, because sometimes I just get angry because <laughs> I'm an angry person inside and I mask it really well. But uh, I, I have all these outlets like working out and things like that that take care of a lot of that stuff because I used to have a bit of a temper when I was younger. 
But uh, that movie is such a good rage release. Oh, my God. You can just watch Hulk smash the crap <laughs> out of stuff. And oh, it's so good. I just want them to remake it with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> no. I, I still think Edward Norton was a better. No. I do. I do. I like Mark better. I like the visual. I'm on team Mark. <laughs> I like the visual difference between Edward Norton and Hulk a lot better. Like, Ruffalo's a bigger guy. Having the scrawny little Edward Norton turn into the Hulk is such a visual difference. Ruffalo is just so creepily calm in yeah, the Avengers, though. Like, he was such an amazing Bruce Banner. He did do that like, very well. Like, he was so eerily. Like, even when he said, he's like, do you know my secret? I'm angry all the time. Like, even that was just, like, so awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so this week's Smash Up. I had posed to you rejected Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle clones. So the examples I had given were roid-raged mythological bodybuilder unicorns, Aryan homophobic Nazi jackals, and mentally challenged dysmorphic acrobat platypuses. Your responses were just as entertaining. Matt West writes in with ill-tempered preteen punk rock porcupines. <laughs> Jacked up judo master jackalopes. So he's going for the alliteration on that one. <laughs> Middle-aged muscular kung fu marmosets. Wow. Interesting. And sensational street fighting anarchistic aardvarks. <laughs> I like anarchistic aardvarks. That's a good one. Greg Wallach writes in with another middle-aged. Uh, middle-aged, well-adjusted clerical rats. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're not fighters. There's nothing no. particularly interesting about their character. They're middle-aged Even clerical. clerical. That's not right. even a good job. That's not even... <laughs> exactly. That's why it's funny. Uh, Dan Clark writes in with socially awkward anthropomorphized aardvark assassins. Furious, fearsome kitty cat warriors. I like the, uh, the placement of kitty cat warriors. Right. <laughs> and frenetically obsessed masturbating monkeys, which is probably the best one there. Not a ton of answers this week, but I understand that it was a weird category. That was more for my entertainment than anything else. Sort of tied my brain in a knot. Yeah. I was reading them and I'm like, ah. Just putting the words together <laughs> yeah. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was a little much. <laughs> uh, so for next time, how about we do TV character pro wrestling finishers? So wow. think of a TV character, any TV character, and come up with if they were a professional wrestler... What would their finishing move be? I have one. I have one. I've never had a smash up oh before, and I God. have one. Please share. Sheldon's brain exploder. Oh, the, uh, yeah. like scanners. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would go right to Sheldon. <laughs> I knew it. I have a magnet on my fridge that says, I will make your brain explode. And nice. And that was his face. That absolutely works. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, so proud of myself right now. <laughs> you have no idea. That was I try quick. every week and I fail. That was so quick. I even take the time to write beforehand. That was on the spot. No, that was on the fly, people. That was no that was not pre-written at all. My first one is Doctor Who. The finisher is called the Sonic Screwdriver. That's and it good. is a spinning pile driver. Of course. So you could go that way and actually make it a wrestling move. Right. Or you can go in a completely different way and uh Make someone's head explode. Right. If there was a tag team of Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman, <laughs> they could do the Mythbuster uh -huh. with their opponents standing. Adam and Jamie leap off, uh, leap off the top ropes and together drive their opponent's head onto the mat at the angle that they've calculated for maximum damage. Right before pulling out a chart explaining how they did it without really hurting their opponent and busting the myth that wrestling is 100% real. <laughs> That's a convoluted one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to go there. And then lastly, Zach Morris. 
the time stop pants drop. He just freezes time and drops his opponent's pants, then unfreezes time when he's long gone. Because <laughs> he had supernatural powers to freeze time yeah. and save by the bell. That was weird. Yeah, but he did. Uh, so if you have a TV character pro wrestling finisher, email that to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or tweet it to at geekgeneration. And as we always say, too, if you have any ideas for a smash up category, please send those in as well. Harder for me than coming up with the examples is coming up with the category yeah, each probably. time. Because I'm like, how many It's things? almost like if you thought, <laughs> if you just thought of an odd, randomly thought of an odd concept and then worked backwards. Yeah. If you were just like, Adam and Jamie as a tag team. Oh, I know. <laughs> we could have television pro wrestling. <laughs> right. Uh, so some of these news stories I'm going or was going to go into could take a long time. So I'm not going to go through everything I was going to go through, uh, but we'll get to some of that. I'm sorry my cat no. story took so long. Okay. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on New York Comic Con, too. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to all this stuff in the future. It's not like we won't be here next week. We do this. So uh, a few news stories just to wrap out the show. Although the theatrical version of this year's X-Men Days of Future Past is set to hit DVD and Blu-ray October 14th, Details are starting to come in about the long-rumored extended version of the film. To be titled The Rogue Cut, the extended release will reincorporate the deleted sequence that features Anna Paquin's Rogue and will hit home video in the summer of 2015. It's a big chunk, writer and producer Simon Kinberg tells Variety, a substantial part of the movie. We want to give fans the fullest picture of the film behind the camera and in front of it. Exact technical specifications are likely still some time off, but the road cut will run at least 10 minutes longer and will also offer some cameo appearances from other popular X-Men characters. Yay! That's exciting. You saw Days of Future Past. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Didn't. I was oh. going to ask you, you didn't really go on and on about it. No. I mean, you were pretty excited about it, and then there wasn't much aftermath. I liked it. Yeah. Was it convoluted? A little bit. All right. There was a lot going on. I have it at my house. I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> and it was again. But I haven't watched it yet. It was again very Wolverine focused, which I think oh, yeah. I wanted more of not Wolverine. There we was want, a lot. We of want other more stuff. Patrick Stewart all the time. Yeah. All the time. There were a couple things, too, that I was just like, what? Like, uh, what is it? I don't even want to say. <laughs> all right. We, <laughs> we can it. talk yeah. about it later. Yeah. <laughs> 20th Century Fox has announced that Brian Singer is set to return to the director's chair for X-Men Apocalypse, his fourth film in the franchise. Continuing the first-class era, X-Men Apocalypse will set in the 1980s and will likely offer some younger versions of previously seen characters. Writer Simon Kinberg has said that if they were to bring back characters from the first films, they would more than likely have to recast those parts to properly match the character's age during the time that the film's taking place. X-Men Apocalypse is set to hit theaters on May 27th, 2016. Except comic book characters don't really age. Well, that's... Some of the, sometimes they do. That's part of the problem. Because the, the people who played them in the first films are older now. Right. But if we're going back to the 1980s, which is prior to even the first X-Men film taking place... Right. They'd have to be younger versions of themselves. I suppose. So well, I they, mean, they could be the same. That's what I'm saying. Oh. What like, because they don't really age, so they wouldn't have to look younger as long oh, as they okay. looked the same, which Halle Berry doesn't look any They'd have to look the same as they did in the first movie. Right. Yeah, which they don't. <laughs> and Halle Berry recasting. does. Uh, 20th Century Fox, again, has announced that they are officially moving forward with the Deadpool movie. 
and have set a release date of February 12th, 2016, just three months before X-Men Apocalypse. Ryan Reynolds is expected to star with director Tim Miller at the helm. Okay. Any excitement for a Deadpool movie? I don't know him. Yeah, it's okay. I might know him after the film. There you go. (laughs) Machinima has landed the exclusive rights to a three-part animated Justice League series titled Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles. The series is said to revolve around a newly conceived reality in the DC Universe where Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are alternate, much darker versions of the superheroes that people know. The new digital series will be based on Justice League Gods and Monsters, an original animated film produced by Bruce Timm and Alan Burnett, set to release in the latter half of 2015. It's thought that the Chronicles digital series episodes will serve as a precursor to the animated movie, as their release is set for the weeks leading up to the movie's release. So we're getting... More Justice League and more Justice League before Justice League. And this is all unrelated to the uh, actual DC Comics movies. This is all the animated side. I'm just happy to see Bruce Timm back in DC animation because mm-hmm. he was the guy that did like Batman the Animated Series, Superman, Batman Beyond, all the good stuff. Right. And then a lot of the good animated DC movies. And then in recent years, he has left as producer of those and they have gone steadily downhill mm. without his presence. So I'm very happy to see him returning to something in the DC animation world. Daryl Hammond. I'm sure you know who that is. Oh, yeah. The longest running cast member of Saturday Night Live is making a return to the show for the upcoming season, but not as on-screen talent. The Impressionist will serve as the show's new announcer, replacing Don Pardo, who passed away in August. Wow. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yep. Yep, that's good that they kept it in the family. Yeah. Yeah. And they are saying that even though he's an Impressionist, they are not going to uh, have him just do an impression of Don Pardo's voice. Right. Because that would be pointless. Yeah, that wouldn't. He has to do his own thing. Yeah. Crumb's Bake Shop is making its return. Oh, my goodness. As the chain has announced plans to launch new products to the mass market, including a new cookie line and chocolate bar, among other confectionery items. Crumb's will be partnering with companies across the United States to bring new and innovative treats to consumers nationwide. While these new products will be sold at Crumb's locations, they will also be available through mass grocers and convenience stores, as well as available for purchase online at crumbs.com. I hope, hope that there will be locations available to go to when we go to New York in a couple weeks, because I've never gone to New York Comic Con without stopping at Crumb's on the way home. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. I'm excited about the cookies because I don't like cupcakes. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally excited about the cookies because last year I bought Mike six cupcakes, but I didn't get anything for myself. No, I think I got a black and white cookie. Those are so good. Yeah, they are. So good. But like, I I mean, a plain old, not plain, but you know, a good Chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite dessert. Yeah. You can't beat like just a chocolate chip fucking cookie. <laughs> so that's exciting for me because I can't eat frosting really. Yeah. Too sweet. Hurts my teeth. Mm. The sugar hurts my teeth. Though actually the cookie you gave me earlier kind of hurt my teeth. Wow. Yeah. I have to be, I can't like let it linger. I have to like swallow it immediately. If it gets like stuck <laughs> on my yeah. teeth, it burns. It's weird. Wow. Yeah. It's way worse than cold or hot. That's crazy. Sugar is painful. If you have like, I have like, you know, between my, I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of things that might hurt your teeth. Okay. <laughs> after being discontinued in 2003, Coca-Cola has brought back Surge exclusively for sale on Amazon. Two batches of the citrus soft drink have already sold out, but more are expected to be on the way. According. The, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, but you have to buy it at thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. That's right. Yeah. See, that's a good, you should insert that into yes. the news. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, according to Coca-Cola, this comeback will be a test to see if it's worth restocking store shelves with the product. And so far, the response has been overwhelming. Don't be surprised to see Surge return to a store near you. You know what I love about the internet age? is I feel like people have a voice again. I do too. You know, it's really cool because you really, you know, something that somebody put out and then took away from us Mm -hmm. and then we're saying, no, we want it back. Yeah. That being said, I hate Coke, but, you know, other things. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. I went online to check. When I had checked, they were sold out, but then I checked again yesterday just to see if anything had changed. Uh, There weren't any available from Surge directly, but people were reselling, Assholes. what is it, 12 <laughs> c- cases of 12 that they had bought for about $120. Don't you hate people? Because it's really in such high people. demand, I know, right? So uh, hopefully Coca-Cola will restock in order to take care of that. Now, Surge is funny uh, because like Mountain Dew is my favorite soda, even though I don't even really drink soda anymore. Right. But Surge was kind of Coca-Cola's answer to Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. It had a similar flavor to it. And I remember when Surge first came out, I was in high school, and as a promotional thing, they were dropping off cases of Surge at schools, because that's your audience, hook the kids on the garbage. Uh, and they, when they got them at my high school, instead of distributing them, they kept them all in a room in the uh, athletic trainer's like office or something. So, uh, being, <laughs> being the people that we were, and I, I, this actually was way out of character for me. Me and one of my other friends decided that these were for the students. Mm-hmm. So, using a credit card, <laughs> we actually pulled that move of opening up the, the athletic trainer's oh office, going in, and we took a 12 pack of surge and, left with it wow. because those were for the students. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's, a, you know, even those like random memories about little things. Yeah. Like, yeah that's one of them. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> we were being badasses. I was more just, I was more just psyched that I opened a door with a credit card. I know. Like right? you see it happen all yeah. the time and you don't think it's possible. Of course not. It's silly. Why yeah. would someone ever like that's a Mythbusters thing that they would totally say this does not work right. at all. Right. But I pulled it off. I was like, holy crap. I'm, I am amazing. And just to make it even better, like I was uh, not 18 yet, so I didn't have an actual credit card. I used a library card. Nice. <laughs> nice. Just to make it that much better. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading. I just want to get some caffeine in me. I'm a criminal. <laughs> Citrusy caffeine. It was a Batman move. It was for the greater good. Oh I was Robin Hood. Robin Hood. There you go. Robin Hood with fucking sugar. <laughs> Garbage citrusy soda. Oh, gross. Uh, before we completely sign off this week, just a couple upcoming dates of interest to you, the audience, I hope. Uh, like we said, October 10th through 12th, the Geek Generation will be at New York Comic Con. We will, I am happy to officially say... Again, have a table for the third year in a row at Rhode Island Comic Con, which is coming up uh, very soon. The first weekend of November, we'll talk to you guys more about that as it comes closer. But we have been at every single Rhode Island Comic Con so far that has ever happened. And we are continuing to be a part of that convention. So we greatly appreciate that from those people. Also on Saturday, October 4th, which is coming up very soon. Geek Comedy Night is returning to Kamikaze at Somerville, Massachusetts, and I will be doing a five to seven minute comedy set during that show. So if anyone is interested in checking that out, uh, I would suggest you go online and look for Kamikaze and get yourself some tickets. 
because that'll be fun. I believe the uh, theme for the evening, I should know, I am performing. (laughs) The theme for the evening is school and Halloween. So I will be doing a uh, mostly education-based comedy set. It'll be fun. Mm. Final thought or something you'd like to plug? Guess what I did? What did you do? I got a new laptop. Oh, yay. Do you know where I got all the accessories? TheGeekGeneration.com slash Amazon? I did. Yay. And you know what else? What? I didn't spend any extra money. Really? I just went there, picked out all the stuff I needed. I got a new case. I got a screen cover. Whoa. It's like awesome. I got a new mouse because it was cheaper than Mm Apple.com. And I got all these really cool things. And I got to help out my friend Rob in the process without spending any extra money. And That's I think good. I think everybody should do that because it's so easy. It's so easy. I mean, the Patreon thing, you're like, ah, it's a commitment. Maybe, maybe not. I mm-hmm. mean, it's still easy to get out of. Mm-hmm. But the Amazon thing, you're doing it anyway, man. It's an extra click. You're doing it anyway. That's it's it. It's not even. All you got to do is make it a bookmark. Look, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's just, doing do it. it. just do it. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so, so easy. easy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> so simple. <sighs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> To see everything else we do, head on over to geekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Signing off for this week. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys later. Make it so.